welcome to Back Issues, I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. And I'm Tiffany. So there's been a lot of discussion about comic book crossovers lately. <laughs> and for the life of me, I don't know why it's so amplified lately, this mm. conversation, this, this, this dialogue yeah. from the fan community. Uh, and it has a lot to do with the fact that there have been some not so subtle references to each other's universes in prominent mm. books by creators that can't get in trouble for doing it. Right. Like, that's really what it is. Like, in Donny Cates' Thor, uh, he did this thing where, like, there's this, oh, no, there's the universe is going to get destroyed, and here's a universe with, like, a grim, shadowy figure and a beacon of hope and a lightning-based running guy, uh. and, and then it, they all just die. And it's like, yeah, no, they've done that before. In Grant Morrison's JLA, there's a sequence where, like, that fake Justice League that, like, came in, we actually did that story, uh, that was actually Martians, they're, they like they they crucified all these characters and they're like killing people and one of them's Wolverine and the other one's like Doctor Doom and they're just, they're just slightly blurred but they're yeah. obviously those characters and it's like they've been doing this forever. Yeah. In fact, there's a there right after Crisis on Infinite Earths when Barry Allen like melted, Marvel put a character in their books who was blonde and he had a big beard and he looked like he escaped from some kind of cataclysmic multiversal event <laughs> and he had the tatters of a Flash costume. Oh, wow. And he was like, what's my name? I can't remember. All I remember is an explosion. I feel like my name might be something like Buried Alien. Does that sound right? What? And I'm like, who's, what? You could just, uh, because back then they were yeah. like, oh, who gives a shit? Yeah, we just steal their character. Right, you just literally, well, they're like, well, he's not, they're not using him anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> and they didn't do anything of any substance no, with that character, but it was just kind of a big tongue-in-cheek thing. Fun reference. But it's like Marvel and DC have been doing this forever. Right. So the implication that, oh my God, now of yeah. all times, no. they're going to do I don't think so. I think they can. They could any time. Right. But I don't think they're going to. A few writers referencing each other well, is not the same as the companies are going to do something. No, right. but yeah. I think the other thing is... Uh, John's promise. Yes, Jeff John's at the end of one of his major events suggested a big Marvel DC crossover in 10 years from now. And it's like, yeah. What? They don't plan out that far yeah, in advance. That's right. another tongue-in-cheek reference. He was more saying like, yeah. maybe in 10 years right. they will do something <laughs> about it. We're so far away from them being willing to do that. Maybe in 10 years. Literally, it's... Maybe it, at a time horizon that I can't even imagine what the things are going to be like. Right. I, <laughs> honestly, we are living right now in the longest period between crossovers. Mm. It's been 17 years since mm. the last time. one. And the one I want to talk about today <laughs> is called DC Marvel All Access from Ron Mars, Jackson Geis, and Joseph Rubenstein. This is right after DC versus Marvel from 1996, oh. which was bad. There's no other way to put it. It was not very good. Right. And the creators, when they get interviewed about it, would tell you that it never had a chance to be good mm. because it was made in a time of desperation. The hope was that the event DC versus Marvel would get each other's people to buy everyone's oh, books right. so it's why when thor and shazam fight thor's wearing this snm bondage costume that he has like for one very small period of time in his history uh -huh. like it's why everyone looks stupid mm -hmm. and why superboy a clone of superman kind of and spider-man a clone of real spider-man are the ones that fight because they're clones <laughs> fart like it's wow. not very great 
It's fun to see, and I love the spirit of collaboration. It's why I'm wearing my Roger Rabbit shirt in the spirit of collaboration. Hey, oh. look at these people coming together and making something else. Yeah. And one of the things they made from DC vs. Marvel was this character, Axel Asher. And Axel Asher, AKA Access, is a collaboration character. He is owned by both Marvel and DC. Mm. Both companies can use him. He's the gateway between universes, and they invented him because DC versus Marvel not only sold very well, but it also, of course, springboarded more crossovers mm. and more spin-offs like this, and even a card series that immortalized the crossovers and the Amalgam era and all of those books. Mm -hmm. So there was no reason to think that they weren't going to be using Axis all over the place and getting all these crossovers in. They used him exactly one time in a mainstream <laughs> book. And it was in Green Lantern written by Ron Mars. Ah. He shows up on the first page and someone tells him to fuck off. <laughs> and then he leaves promising he might show up in a Silver Surfer book. And they were like, no. <laughs> so then Marvel's like, nah. Nah, he's not going to do it. <laughs> So this character still exists, but... Technically, he did not die, so okay. he does still exist. Yeah, he could show Though, up. when they did JLA Avengers in 2003, yeah. no mention of him, no reference to the mythology surrounding him. What's the mythology surrounding Access? The universes of Marvel and DC are these brothers. There's just these, there's just these two brothers. There's two brothers. One's red, one's blue. They both look identical, but they daren't become aware of each other because they're so disparate, they belong separated, despite the fact they look identical and they're literally the same primary color. Like, there, is, there is no thought put into their mythology, but right. the idea here is that both universes are represented by Transformer-looking brothers. <laughs> and once they become aware of each other, they fight and they're gonna destroy each other. And so the Living Tribunal and the Spectre use their collective powers to merge the brothers into the Amalgam universe. But that is an aberration, it shouldn't exist. Right. And Access is like one of a shard from the brothers. That the idea is that these brothers have <laughs> splintered pieces of themselves, or maybe they're, maybe Access is like a skin flake of these universes. <laughs> the idea here is that over so the- So some piece of the brothers imprinted onto Onto him. this guy. Yeah. Well, and I think the idea here is that like over the millennia, there have been Accesses. There have mm. been these representatives who maintain the the barrier between these two universes. In DC versus Marvel, there was like this homeless guy. So you can tell this is an illustrious, prestigious job of, of, these, of these emissaries. Right. But like this homeless guy had like a cardboard box and he protected it because the box was like the, the gateway between two universes. And then when the homeless guy meets Axel, he's like, oh my God, you're another shard of the brothers. And then he touches him and he gives him this rad and awesome 90s costume. Uh -huh. Thereby establishing him as a superhero because no one in any good conscience would dress like this. Okay. How is it rad and awesome? Because he's got shoulder pads. Oh. They're giant. Right. Does he Look have one pads. blue and one red glove to represent the two companies? Precisely. Yes. yes. He's got a hand in each universe. Yeah. And so Axel does his job in DC versus Marvel and the universes are separated after the Amalgam universe was created and a bunch of other characters were immortalized like Dark Claw, a combination of Wolverine and Batman or Doctor Strange Fate. <laughs> The least imaginative name next to Dr. Doomsday, 
which you can imagine what he looks like. <laughs> if you Is guess awesome? If you guess Doomsday in a Doctor Doom cloak, you are correct. That's less Jeez. awesome. Yes. That's <laughs> insane. It, measurably it, less awesome. It gets worse as this story progresses. That doesn't seem possible because this cover is amazing. Right? Isn't that awesome? I want this. Batman versus Doctor Strange. That does look awesome. It's a great cover. It I says would like the and Starry. It doesn't look like they're yeah. about to hang out. It yeah. looks like Batman is coming for Doctor Strange. Well, I mean, that's how Batman hangs out. Yeah, that's true. I wanted to get the mythology out of the way before we actually right. talk the story because the story is unfortunately... So wait, hang on one second because let's be honest. I was looking at this cover while you kind of talked about the brothers. I was completely zoned out on that. <laughs> they do look really bad. They, they look, look like Celestials? They look... No. no. Celestials are at least interesting looking. Well, I guess they... The they brothers look like... Look like Action figures from that Berenstein Bears book. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> That's what I was thinking as well. Just the most generic <laughs> figures they, you they, could imagine. Well, I would say they look like a knockoff of some sort of like Gundam yeah. or, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's yeah, well, made entirely well, by Western characters. But I'm just saying like, hang on. So you, both companies have a history with Jack Kirby. I, and this is what you came up with? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, my assumption is they came up with it like over a weekend. Yeah. They they look like rejects from Eternia. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, they look like 80s action figures terrible. that are knockoffs from like Mass Universe or no, Transformers. I, dude, they can't hang out there with no. He-Man. They look like GoBots. He-Man's like, get out. <laughs> I hate them. The point yep. is, <laughs> access is integral to the DC Marvel crossover. He's like the baby. Kind of. <laughs> no, like I said, he's more like an offshoot. A baby oh. is something that you like. He's like a polyp. Yeah. Yes. He's <laughs> more like a tumor. So or a bud. The reason why I even mention Axel at all is because he's on the cover he's on of the like cover every of this book issue. That suggests he's important. And he's uh, and oh yeah, he is. And, well, he's and, not here. and he's also like essential to the story because it's about him. Well, that's unfortunate. Because DC versus Marvel, you know, it was fan voted. And so you could have a clear winner without right. either company getting in trouble with their superiors right. for finding out that their company lost. <laughs> but in fact, Marvel won the DC versus Marvel crossover and to the winner go the spoils. So Axel, who is a co-creation of Marvel and DC, lives in the Marvel universe and picked for his girlfriend a Marvel character. Not I, one you've ever met before, one created for him specifically. He, he picked for his girlfriend? Yes. He he selected? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's usually he, how you get a girlfriend. Around. He was like in a room yeah. of three people. He's like, yeah, no, you. No, no, no. You, you're my girlfriend like there's now. A woman, yeah. there, there, there's a room of two people because there's only two options. <laughs> DC or Marvel. Okay. So Ming Kuo Fan is Axel Asher, AKA Axis's girlfriend in this story. And yeah, if you're wondering like, hey, wait a minute, this is, this is this could be one of the last DC Marvel crossovers. Why are we focusing on Axel's girlfriend? <laughs> so now Access's job, post DC versus Marvel and post Amalgam, is to prevent the Amalgam. Oh, because well, the Amalgam it'll is everything or whatever. Uh, sure, <laughs> it's just not natural. It's unnatural, right? <laughs> that, it's just not done. It's just not done. Don't do it. I'll tell you, by the way, the Amalgam thing. Yeah. I remember reading that book, like DC versus Marvel, when it was coming out. The Amalgam thing was like a slap in the face, completely out of left field. I would thought we were just going to get a cool crossover with some fights. And mm -hmm. then they merged all the characters. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and everyone went apeshit for it. Everyone I knew who read comics. Really? Everyone who worked at the comic book store that I went to, they were like, can you believe it? And I'm like, more like, can I care about it? 
Right. Because, like, Doctor Strange fate was front and center. He was, like, the avatar of that universe. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just Doctor Strange in a fucking Doctor Fate helmet. <laughs> yeah. Now, he is more interesting, technically, than that. Yeah. Like, if it was just Doctor Strange in a Doctor Fate helmet, that would be lame. Yes and no, because then you have to answer to Nabu, Nabu. and the Vashanti. Exactly, which would be great, but it's not that. Oh. In Doctor Strange Fate's amalgam tie-in during the DC vs. Marvel period, that's the only book that Access appears in from the Amalgam series. Mm. And Doctor Strange Fate is hunting down Access because he knows Access is the only one who can unravel the universe and make both universes exist again, thus unmaking his own reality. So Doctor Strange Fate is like, I need to kill or at least stop Access so that my universe can remain. Because wow. everybody else is just an unwitting participant. They're like, yeah, it's always been like this. Joker and Sabretooth are one character named Hyena. Lol, right. that's my life. He's like, no. 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 It's not supposed to be that way, but now that we are here, <laughs> Amalgam is the Tuvix. <laughs> right, you can't, you can't separate us, then I will cease to exist. That's literally it. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange Fate is Tuvix. Yep. If, if you know your right. Voyager. Right. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> and the fans are... Uh, Janeway and the Chikose? rest of the crew who and, want like, their everyone... friends back. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. We're just like, this is dumb. No, except yeah. most people were like, yay, Tuvix is cool! <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's merge more characters! Well, he's better what than Neelix. And we put seven of nine and Chakotay into one person. <laughs> what would you call him? Her, it. I don't know. They. Right? Chakot nine? Oh, Chakot nine. That's seven of Chakotay? <laughs> seven of Chakotay? I don't know. Let us know in the comments down below. <laughs> Give us your voice. Yeah, please fans out please there. don't. <laughs> Hang on. So Axis showed up in like the last one. Yeah. Yeah. For like a hot second. Uh -huh. And then someone was like, that's enough to make a whole thing about. Well, Ron Mars technically invented him, and he also wrote this crossover, and was the only one who used him in any mainstream book. So he book. really likes. So this clearly, guy. Mars hasn't invested. He's just like, no, he's a rich character with a lot of history and things to offer yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Access is an asshole. <laughs> but you'll be the judge <laughs> as we go yeah, into the story. Yeah, let's find out. But the point about Doctor Strange Fate in that book is right. Doctor Strange Fate was aware that his universe was unnatural, and he tried to preserve it. Right. And he tried to stop Access, and Access defeated him. Yeah. By running away. Which is his superpower. By running away. Oh, he's a ghostwriter. Yeah. In that he leaves. He's of the Danny Ketchblood I mean, Literally, Access's powers do not augment his strength, or his intelligence, or his agility. All he can do is open a doorway between Marvel and DC. And only if Marvel and DC both allow him to do that. <laughs> well, listen, listen. It takes a lot of guts to open a door sometimes. Yeah. You don't That's know true. what's beyond it. Yeah, yeah if Axis also had like, crippling agoraphobia, that that'd be very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so Axis opens the story, and well, he is... One, one last thing. I, I'm guessing Marvel also won that the logos were in red the first issue, blue the second one. Yes. And then they just went to green because, you know... Well, that was the cover color scheme. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's very specifically, yeah. like, yeah. red versus blue. Red versus blue, Coke versus Pepsi, Marvel versus DC. Yeah, anyway. Yes. Moving on. Let's, so, let's start at this and find out why issue three is going to be my favorite. Right. So <laughs> Access is just, like blundering behind an alley, desperately trying to make yet another broken date with Ming, his girlfriend. Oh, he's got Peter Parker syndrome. Bingo. Yeah. But he's so hapless. This poor Access. Why? You see, Why in, is he late? Well, because he has a wanderlust spirit. Access has always been, even before he knew he was a shard of the brothers, a, a, a person who really liked to disappoint people that cared about him and mm. wander around and just never stay in one place for too long. Oh, I see. Because he technically doesn't belong anywhere. So, 
he's trying to make his date with Ming. Ming happens to own, or at least works in a family-owned Chinese restaurant on Bleecker Street, directly across the street from the Sanctum Sanctorum. Oh. Axis doesn't know this because he's a dumbass. You're supposed to think that Ming is the wettest of blankets. Uh-huh. Because they've been dating for six months and he constantly bails. Right. And she's like, where do you go all the time? And he's like, I can't tell you. And I'm like, well, you haven't been in any books since DC versus Marvel and this. So where are you going, you <laughs> asshole? Yeah. And he doesn't say- Because it's not about universe-spanning no, crazy hijinks. It, it's not about helping Captain America you're not and Batman doing that. crossover. Like, yeah. you are just- You're just normal guy stuff. Yeah, you're just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. she's talking about how her mom really wants to talk to him because clearly, like, she thinks- so presumably, She thinks he's not real because she's never met him. Right, well, it's, no, it's been six months. No, because he, he makes a point of saying that Whenever they go to their restaurant, his mother always feeds him. Ah. So Axel and Ming are talking about their future. They've been dating six months. Mm -hmm. The mother's getting involved. Presumably at this point, we must assume that they are in their late 20s, early 30s. Okay. Yeah. Then Axel is struck by a vision. It causes him to stagger back and oh. knock over the tea that she poured for him. Uh. And he is assaulted with the recollection of DC versus Marvel. He doesn't need to be struck by this vision because he, remembers he it. actively remembers it. It's for our benefit in case we missed it. Right. And we're picking up this series for the first time. Right. right. So yep. this, then... The, what is happening here? Superman is punching Hulk, no, but he's not correctly. He's clearly missing him. Yeah. Like... He's not actually yeah. hitting him. No. His fist is like in front of... He's Hulk. punching like, you. Okay. This is madness, this drawing. Okay, the art in this series is not correct. <laughs> and by that, I do not mean that he's doing anything particularly wrong. Because, here's the thing, it's not one person drawing it. Right. It's Jackson Geist doing the layouts and Josef Rubenstein finishing it for him. Ooh. Oh. These two would be a good fit for a book about regular people. Maybe like Resurrection Man or something. But a book with colorful characters, this does not fit. Everyone looks like a crazy jackass. <laughs> as we go forward and as we get deeper into the series, things just look silly. Mm. And I'm talking about a DC Marvel crossover <laughs> featuring a character that like most people have either never heard of or would rather not remember. Right. So Axel's visions bring us up to speed there was a crossover, there was a fight, it resulted in the amalgam, and now Venom is in the DC universe. We what? know this what? because Venom is suddenly in front of the Superman statue erected in his honor when he died. After he came back to life, they went, you know, it's been high time we should have a Superman statue anyway. It was a mausoleum where we kept his body, right. but like, eh, we'll just fill in the, <laughs> maybe we'll put like a, I don't know, like a, we'll just keep cones in there or something. <laughs> So, sand. But we, but we like or the fact that it's people. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not big enough. Oh. Right. Well, it's push. <laughs> so Venom's in the DC Universe, and Axel doesn't know why. I didn't give him permission to do that. Hey, I Something's didn't open going the door wrong. for him. Yeah. <laughs> Something's right. going wrong. Also, the tea spills in such a way to indicate that, like, Venom's gonna be in the book, but there's literally another panel right before it that shows Venom in the book, and tea doesn't look like that. 
So we move on. <laughs> Axel tries to get out of the date while they're talking about their relationship, which suggests, of course, to Ming that he's just not interested. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. He. And he can't explain right, the amalgam universe. Right, because he's an asshole. Well, because there's no reason well, not to explain it. Well, but she wouldn't, that sounds like lunacy. She lives across the street from the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah, but it's like a secret, right? Nobody knows that. There's no reason for it to be a secret. But it is often a secret. It is. But, but the, well, and the fact is after the amalgam was finished, most people don't remember. I think that just means that clearly Doctor Strange never gets takeout from there. No. <laughs> right? Hello! <laughs> Wong would go get it, or He'd, Rintra, yeah. or Topaz. I think I'd send Wong. Yeah. Just, just, to, just to not stress everyone out on Bleecker <laughs> Street. So, Axel bails, and Ming is just like, Ugh, Axel, why do you always leave me in the middle of our serious conversations? And Axel's like, aren't I plucky and fun like Peter Parker? And it's like, no. No. Not really, no. So, uh, Axel runs past the... Sanctum, he sees the seal of the shanty, he remarks that it looks familiar, uh, then he sees Wong, Wong looks at him funny, and then he turns into his dumbass costume. Ugh. So Access jumps into the DC Universe, uh, Venom breaks the Superman statue as everyone is wont to do. After Superman died, that statue gets busted up every freaking Sunday. Why do they keep putting it up? Because <laughs> it's Metropolis and we built the statue. Now Superman's around, he can have a problem with us not rebuilding it. You know, he comes by, hey, I noticed you uh, didn't rebuild the statue. What's uh, what's going on? Oh, did you forget that I so saved this, this universe? This is costing us a lot of yeah, money. The a lot of taxpayer dollars. <laughs> yeah, we literally, we have restoration and cleaning fees worked into the budget, not constant rebuilding of the statue. So Venom, uh, for no reason, because at this point he's a lethal protector, right. attacks this woman, mostly because he's, just, he just, he's discombobulated. Well, he's like, I'm right. a lethal protector in that universe. <laughs> he doesn't even in know that he's in another universe. universe. Yeah. Isn't it funny that right. his statue is him like without the mullet? Yeah, that every piece of iconography of him? Yeah. Like, like, like Metropolis was like, we're trying to tell you to stop with the mullet. Yeah, that's why we keep rebuilding that statue and not adding hair to it. Like, every time we rebuild it, it's not now you. <laughs> right, it's the one we remember It's the one life. we like. Yeah. By the way, the woman who is being... Assaulted. Assaulted by Venom. Yeah. Her name is Caitlin Fitzgerald, and she is a character. Oh, yeah? She's gonna be in this book? She is in the book. Oh, I thought she was just a random bystander. Yep. Is she going to be a new girlfriend for Axis? Possibly. Oh my oh god. god. Don't you want a love triangle in your huge universe spanding? Well, see, I think he can he can he can make it work. You know, it's like you know. Yeah, it's like one of those deadbeat dads that has two families. Well, they're yeah. in two different universes, so they'll never run into each other. Exactly. So it should work. <laughs> but if there is like another crossover, it's gonna be the most uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So also, he can't even keep his dates now. No. How's he gonna maintain Juggle a second re relationship? No, forget about it. But uh, Caitlin Fitzgerald moved to Metropolis for the action, but now that she's experienced it, she's kind of having second thoughts. Now that Venom's like accosting her, yeah, she's well, like, oh. She didn't sign up for creepy Marvel symbiote characters. So <laughs> Superman remarks that Venom kind of looks like Spider-Man. Oh, because he, he remembers Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. And Venom's like, ooh, Spider-Man, that makes me mad. Oh, you said that name, don't say that name. So, triggered. So yeah, Venom's triggered <laughs> and he fights harder and Superman literally doesn't just burn him to death or bring him into space and freeze him or just punch him hard enough to stop him because right. Venom is the strength of Eddie Brock plus 
a, a two-dimensional costume. So I don't know, but it doesn't matter. The point is, Venom so grabs. Like, I want to see where this is going. Yeah. yeah, but Venom grabs Caitlin and then leaves. He's like, I might need a hostage. Ah, and Axa shows up. And he's like, Hey, Superman, I can help. Look at my costume. And Superman's like, Pass, and then leaves. <laughs> it takes so, Superman. One, two, three, four, five, six panels to two. blast the webbing off of his eyes with his heat vision. Yes. <laughs> that should have taken him a quarter of a second. Agreed. <laughs> well, like, listen, if you if you introduce the heat vision thing to Venom, you've immediately blown apart yes. the fight. Yep. So <sighs> it's he has to forget that he has it. It's the only explanation exactly. for how he can How am I gonna get this off my face? Exactly. Well, I had some sort of fe oh. oh. Oh crap. Right. And if I used it. In any proximity to Venom, he might react to the heat, but never mind that. So uh, Axel just creates a portal and like distracts Venom, and Venom drops Caitlyn, and then Caitlyn falls into the into the portal, and Axel picks her up and moves her to a park. Okay. And he's like, "Hey, here you go. Are you okay?" And she's like, "Am I okay? Oh my god, I'm amazing!" And she like falls into his arms, and she's like, "That was crazy. Are you a superhero or something?" He's like, mm, "Kinda." And she's like, "Well, listen." My name's Caitlin Fitzgerald, and I'm hot, and from the DC Universe. And he's like, well, I'm Axel Asher, and I'm an asshole, so I'm gonna make time with you. And she's like, listen, like, can I give you my number? And he's like, yes. And then he's like, but maybe later I, I have to go. Also, she's like, what's your story? What's this all about? And he's like, oh, it's a long story, indicating he might tell her. Right. But not his girlfriend of six months. <laughs> So then, does she say to call her Fitz? Yes, her okay. her fun, spunky nickname, Caitlin Fitzgerald, is Fitz. Right. Okay. She's a character. Sure. Yeah. Fitz. Axel goes to deal with Venom. Uh, Venom webs Axel to the ground and then teleports out of the way because, like, yeah. And Axel's like, "Man, this is not working. I'm leaving." And he goes to the Marvel Universe. And while Superman is getting choked by the alien symbiote, and by that I mean he's literally forcing the symbiote into Superman's throat and lungs. Ugh. Access opens a portal and Spider-Man pops out. I feel like the symbiote should be like, I'm leaving, Eddie. This oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is awesome! Yeah, because also, hey, this sucks anyway, why not make Superman Venom? Well, because that no one could stop him. No, because Superman's like, no, over. his consciousness would stop him. Or he'd, uh, he'd create a, a, a Tasmanian devil but it also tornado and splatter it all over the place. I don't know if, if Superman's, like, positives would outweigh Venom's, like, weaknesses. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't he still be susceptible to Sonics? At yeah, the he should, yeah. Because the costume's on the outside. Right. Yeah. But it is attached to him. But he'd be able to fly with a big Venom cape. That'd be so awesome. Or yeah. terrible. Either way. You get but both in the series. It'd be like Spawn. So then you get Superman and Spider-Man teeing up for the third time ever. And you're okay. like, hey, that probably should have been the goddamn cover. Yep. Instead, Instead of all this stuff that doesn't access. happen. Yeah. Hey, Batman Daredevil. Yeah. Oh, nope. they're not in this book. Not in this book. Never crossover in this series. They do have two crossovers that are spun out of the collaboration from the DC versus Marvel crossover. Mm -hmm. But I digress. So Spider-Man shows up and he's like, hi, last time we saw each other... I was a clone, but I'm back, baby. Right. So how does he know that then? Well, because Superman refers to him and he's like, that wasn't me. But how would Spider-Man, all right, fine. No, like. <laughs> he well, heard from presumably, somebody that he met Superman Yeah, once. maybe maybe Ben Riley talked about it while they were cleaning out Aunt May's Oh, attic. by the way. <laughs> so Spider-Man shows up and is like, I don't know why I'm here. You should be able to handle this. <laughs> Yes, yeah. but instead he's like, let's go. So the two of them team up in a fun double page splash where they bail on access. 
and you're like, yay, look at that. Too bad Superman has a mullet. So this this is cute. They're both like work for publishing company or for a newspaper, I guess. Yeah. 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 They got a lot in common. Peter Parker could be like his new Jimmy Olsen. Oh. That's a demotion. So, <laughs> so uh, Spider-Man basically says that for who? For, for Peter. Uh, <laughs> so Spider-Man tells Superman like he's he's weak to Sonics. He refused to mention fire. I don't know why. Probably because then it would betray the fact that <laughs> Superman is fucking heat vision. Well, it would end the book. So, <laughs> so, so Superman literally leaves. It's like okay, I gotta go get a Sonic weapon. I have to go or to something. Star Labs to get a Sonic weapon. No, you don't. But I I can't just oh, leave Spider-Man. I should have told him about the heat. Right. Whoops. Oops. Superman's like, hang on, I'll be right back. And he just grabs Black Canary. Right. Or he just yells <laughs> himself! And he just holds her head <laughs> squeeze a little bit. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> Superman's about to leave to go to Star Labs, but Access interrupts him and he's oh. like, I'll go. And Superman's like, well, they won't believe you. You're just some asshole. Right. So he gives Access his cape as like collateral. <laughs> and so Superman goes and saves Spider-Man from that. never takes off his cape for anyone. I know. It's in the song. You never tug on Superman's cape, but you can borrow it to get some sweet tech from Star Labs. So the people at Star Labs are going to like arrest him and be like, what have you done with Superman? <laughs> no, he gave me his cape to show that I'm on the level. Now give me that Sonic gun that you would never make. Oh, this, this totally makes sense. This checks out. Yep. Yeah. So okay, then you go. literally uh, Access shows up and shoots Venom with a Sonic gun and... We basically, need, we need uh, more tech in our lives that looks like that. Yeah, why why Good don't Lord. we have like basically the equivalent of a, a washing machine and a vacuum cleaner <laughs> that is weaponized into a gigantic proton pack gun? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Superman makes a comment about like what an asshole Venom is and Spider-Man's like, he was an asshole before the costume. He was a newspaper reporter and you know how those people can be. What's that look for? And Superman's like, no reason. <laughs> so if they were going to be friends, they're not anymore. Yep. So Spider-Man just ruined it. Yep. Batman shows up. Hey. Hey. That's, you seem cool. I let you ride in my car. Let's go. <laughs> so then uh, the two of them shake hands and Superman's like, good call, Access. If you ever need a hand, you know to call me. And Access is like, wow, I'm from the Marvel Universe. I don't really know what that means, but it seems like you're a big deal. So thanks a lot. So then he takes Spider-Man and Venom and, and, and leaves. And then Superman poses for a picture that nobody takes. And... Uh, <laughs> Access is like, well, it all started here on Bleecker Street. I guess I'll just drop you here on Bleecker Street. So then Spider-Man's like, thanks a lot. I know a guy who lives here. All right, bye. And Bye forever. And you're like, wow, that was a fun crossover, I guess. Not really. And then Axe is like, well, thank God it's over. And then Doctor Strange says, it begins. And you're like, oh, no. What? That's what this whole thing's going to be like, isn't it? And then the second chapter is, hey, in DC versus Marvel, Jubilee and Robin, Tim Drake Robin, they had to make out too. Yeah. Because they're just horned up teenagers. Yeah. They and, and, and they did in that crossover. Uh, they were forced to fight. Robin defeated her by putting his cape onto like a hook and throwing it so it distracted her and then he immobilized her and then they made out afterwards. <laughs> like the end of their story was the two of them on a gondola sipping wine and making out because I guess in Italy they don't card you. So <laughs> that's how their story ended and then we get to catch up on that yeah. romance. So what happened with that? Right. So, so well nothing happened. They went back to their respective universes, right? That's it. That is what happened. Yeah. So then Axel's trying to smooth things over with Ming. Right. With a handsome cab ride in the middle of, uh, of uh, Central Park. Hey, Daredevil gets to show up for this one oh, page yeah, and never again. What? 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 Yep. Well, they finally paid off the uh, promise of this cover that, that Daredevil, Daredevil will is, show up. Is indeed in it. But what is he jumping from? Right? 
What You're, is he jumping to? You just picked the worst place for Daredevil to swing to. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so I shouldn't tree. take that in vain. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, some some unexpected fireworks are going off in the park, which Ming thinks are romantic, and Axel thinks is a problem. Uh, but then he tries to stifle his bullshit for just a second to get some tail, and he makes out with her a little bit before Jubilee shows up, and she's like, Oh my god, you're Axis! And he's like, What? What are you doing? And Ming Have you never heard of a secret identity? And Ming is immediately like, Oh! Who's this? Yeah. Who's this floozy? And she's, for God's sake, Ashel, she looks like a teenager. This is who you've been, you've been gallivanting <laughs> off with? Well, she is also Asian. Right. Mm. So maybe she's like, he has a type. Yeah. Mm. Damn it. Right? Instead uh, of explaining himself, Axel goes, and then uh, she goes, and then forces the handsome cab ride to leave her, to lead her away. And Jubilee's like, ah, geez, all I did was say hi. Sounds like your girlfriend's a major wet blanket. And he's like, uh, okay, what's going on? And she's like, me and Generation X were training in the park for no reason at night. It's, and I just thought I'd say hi. But since I There's saw you, happening. since I saw you, I remember that you can open doorways. I'd like to make out with Robin, please. Oh my can God. you open a doorway between universes <laughs> and threaten right. our reality itself? Right. Just to let me make out with some guy? I mean, like, okay. And literally Axel's like, no. And then she goes, I'll smooth things over with Ming for you. And he's like, okay. Uh, Jubilee, I would never use my powers so, so cavalierly selfishly. and selfishly. Well, I'll help the, you with your girlfriend. Done. Okay, sold. Oh, okay, yeah, fine. He's I like, really just want something. He's like, well, maybe I'll go find that Fitz chick. And, right, you know, yeah. yeah. He, any excuse in. to go back to the DC universe. It's like, so, all right, I will do it for $500. <laughs> That's what he should do. He should just open up a freaking stand and be like, yeah. who wants to see another universe? <laughs> She's Who wants like, to be killed by Lobo? <laughs> so like, I've got an iTunes gift card. <laughs> Done. Sure. <laughs> Good enough. Any amount will go, will do. I am definitely for sale. Right. <laughs> so the so Generation X go. Hey, can we be in the crossover too? And Jubilee's like, get the fuck out of here. So the two of them go to Gotham City where it is raining. Of course, Jubilee just jumps out of a portal and then just grabs onto Robin. Robin's like, oh my god, Jubilee, I. Really didn't expect to see you ever again. If you know my story, you know that I've had a girlfriend pretty much since my miniseries, uh, Robin 3, Cry of the Huntress, in which I hooked up with Ariana Zerchenko. But never mind that. Because, <laughs> listen, what happens in a crossover stays in a crossover. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, listen, we, we the universe has got untethered so, so fast, we didn't even get to say goodbye. Hey, Axel, could you, like, just quit cramping my style? Just go away? And Access is like... Uh. So then Two-Face just hits Access in the head with a gun and he's down. Because <laughs> oh no. he's not a superhero, he's a super asshole. Yep. Uh, Jubilee and Robin like hide under like an awning to talk. Uh-huh. As like, like I used to when I was a freshman in high school <laughs> at a mall. And then Two-Face shows up and he's like, Hey, it's Robin and some girl he's with. I'm gonna kill you. And Robin's like, oh shit, it's Two-Face. Let's pretend he's a threat for Jubilee. <laughs> Wait, what are his powers? Nothing. 
He's horribly scarred on one side of his body. Oh, that's it? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Plash. No, we're going to pretend like Jubilee does not use her powers offensively. What? You can, you can sense a pattern throughout the series that uh. each issue is a key character we're going to use in the story conveniently forgets one of the basic tenets of their powers. <laughs> cool. So that the story can proceed. So it can happen. Yeah. Okay. So Jubilee, like, blasts him in the face with the weakest part of her fireworks powers to disorient him so they could run away. Because Robin's like, Batman says that if if it's one of my top five rogues gallery characters, I can't fight him by myself. <laughs> oh. So the two of them basically go like, hey, remember the misdirection I used on you, Jubilee, to beat you in the crossover? Let's do that again on Two-Face. So then he gives... Uh. He gives Jubilee his cape and makes her stand as bait so that when Two-Face comes to kill Jubilee Robin, then Robin can just jump out from behind him and kick him into a thing. She should have a cape. Uh, I know, Jubilee looks great with a cape. Yeah, she does. She and does, it's a good look. If you thought it was a good look, then maybe you'd like Dark Claw because she plays, I think, Sparrow? Which is a combination of Tim Drake and Jubilee. Why should it Sparrow? What does that have to do with Jubilee? Nothing. Nothing. It's like it's a girl It's just Jubilee's bird. body with Robin's costume. Because <laughs> you know, like, Sparrow is our girl Robin. Yes, because it's more delicate. What? Yeah. No. No. No, no Listen, they're not. Can I get lamer than a Robin? Yes, I can. Yes. Sparrow. Yeah, because girls are lame. Yeah. Or at the very least, weak. Weak. Weaker. Black canary. Smaller. Yeah. She's a canary. She's yeah. not Black Hawk. Hey, we didn't write the books. Black what do you want? Yeah, I'm sorry. We're just explaining. I don't agree. I'm just saying that logic. it also doesn't help that Sparrow was depicted by Jim Belent, a noted porn artist. So anyway, Jubilee does uh. look great in a Robin costume. <laughs> anyway, they they kick Two Face's ass immediately, and uh, then the Scorpion shows up in his terrible '90s version of his costume. What? Oh, sorry, the Scorpion. Wait, what does the Scorpion have to do with Jubilee? Nothing. He's not supposed to be in this universe. It's just indicating that the fabric between universes is. Well, why is, is wouldn't it be now. someone that Jubilee knew? Because M Plate would look stupid. <laughs> well, and I it's mean, not going to be friggin' Magneto. No, so. that would be amazing. <laughs> but then they wouldn't be able to beat him. No, right. they would because because. Ron Mars would forget that Magneto's main power is that he is the master of Magneto. I'd rather see, honestly, if you're gonna bring in someone who's like overpowered for this, the Juggernaut. Right. Just running yeah, rampant through Gotham. Jug- yeah, Incidentally, they did have Superman fight the Juggernaut in DC versus Marvel. Oh. Like Juggernaut just shows up. Superman. He punches Juggernaut in the freaking face. Is it Juggernaut magic? Yes. So. Well, no, it's, it's funny. We only get two panels. Ah. And in the Venom fight, Venom says, you think Brute's force is gonna stop me? I've gone toe-to-toe with the Juggernaut, bitch. You know what should have shown up? What? And then Superman says, I've got news for you. So have I. As if to remember? Right. Remember that time I punched him? And remember Venom the Madness? When I fought the Juggernaut. (laughs) And it's true, Venom did fight the Juggernaut, but he did need an augmentation of his powers and whatnot. What? Anyway, so Scorpion's uh, so here. Anyway, it's Scorpion. And he gets to say, feel the sting of the Scorpion, which that's, I was like... That's like all he could say. Uh, yeah. What else is he going to say? A Sentinel could have showed up. That'd be dope. No. Then that Batman definitely would show up. Oh be like, God. Well, Batman shows up immediately after that. Like, what? There's a... Why is there why a... Why is there a giant what? robot? What? And why is it fuchsia? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. What's yeah. wrong with Scorpion's face? He's why is it all wide at the bottom? Oh, because it's fun. It's just, you know, well, look at that. Woo. Well, he has a deformed face? No, no, he's just, no. He's really mad. He's grimacing. It's just, it's showing, 
It's 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 called artistic license. That is insane artistic. Look how wide his jaw is. I know. Yeah, he's really. His face is literally like this. <laughs> he's just really clenching down. There are a lot of characters like that. Have you ever seen Robert Zadar? No. He's chewing. Well, he looks a lot just of, like that. He's chewing a lot of gum. Yeah. Jesus. With a lot of gum. Anyway, Batman kicks Scorpion in the face. Sweet. And then Batman fights the Scorpion. And Jubilee's like, who's this guy? Oh, yes. Yeah. Literally, Scorpion. <laughs> is hit in the face with a batarang and then punched, and he's down. I'm sorry, are we nice. you gonna go past this sweet onomatopoeia? Chud? <laughs> that's the that's the sound of Batman kicking Scorpion in the face. Yeah, that's the sound Batman makes Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. You know, you know why? It's because his, his jaw was so wide. Yeah, <laughs> it made that big, crazy sound. Anyway, his jaw so, snapping back to its normal shape. They, they, <laughs> they, they beat yeah. uh, Scorpion immediately, Sure, and then Robin's like, hey, don't forget Two-Face is over there, we beat him. And Batman's like, Two-Face? I told you not to fight Two-Face. He's one of the five people you're he's not supposed to the, fight. He's one of the main characters. And then Axis is like, eh, don't blame them. I mean, do, they did fight him. Yeah. But Two-Face did hit me in the face with a gun, so like, I'm glad they kicked they his ass. They saved me. Anyway, listen, he's not supposed to be here, like the Scorpion guy, I'll, I'll take him. And Batman's like, oh Christ, it's Axis. <laughs> I remember you. Yep. Me and Captain America are the only ones who remember you. Oh. Because. Access used Batman and Captain America as avatars of their respective universes to help like unsnap reality from the amalgam. They don't remember being an amalgam, nor were they an amalgam together, but they were instrumental in trying to keep the brothers from destroying each universe. So then why does Jubilee remember him? Yeah, so Access goes, well, I'm just gonna dump Scorpion into the Marvel Universe really quick. Warp. Right. He goes, okay. this actually isn't the first time it's happened. The other day, Venom showed up. And uh, Venom, I don't know if you know, and Batman's like, I know who Venom is. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I know everything. How? Uh, maybe it's a reference to the Spider-Man-Batman crossover where Joker and Carnage teamed up and fought Batman and Spider-Man. And in that story, Batman indicates that he is aware of maximum Carnage. What? What? Yeah. Okay. Carnage kills a random passerby and wraps a piece of his symbiote around the dead body to suggest that Carnage is dead to throw people off his trail. He does that in Maximum Carnage, and then he does it again in Spider-Man Batman. And when Batman and Spider-Man come upon what they think is the corpse of Carnage, Spider-Man starts to tell Batman about it, and Batman says, yeah, I know all about that. That was what happened in Maximum Carnage. And Spider-Man's like, I don't know how you would know that. And then we don't answer that question. That's so weird. And I think it's because the Spider-Man-Batman crossover technically takes place in the Earth where Marvel and DC oh. already exist together, like Teen Titans X-Men. Okay. Okay. Where it's everything like it's outside of regular continuity. Yes, where yeah. everything happened just the way you remember it, but both universes exist in real time in the same universe, right. and they conveniently didn't help each other out during right. their respective For no conflicts. reason. Like, Spider-Man did not jump in during Nightfall, and Batman did not jump in during Maximum Carnage. Right. But both those things happened. Right. At the same time on the same planet. Okay. Crossovers. <laughs> so anyway, Axis is like, listen, these characters are supposed to drop in without my say so. Right. I think something's if going Venom's wrong. Here, it should be because I let him in. But I, I didn't. But so. both characters that came here were Marvel characters, and they mm. were both like kind of perpetrators on your universe. So I'm thinking what's happening is in the Marvel universe. You're good at this shit. Come with me to the Marvel universe and we'll figure it out. And Batman's like, all right, I'll go to the Marvel Universe. He's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, no, Access says, I, I gotta figure this out. And Batman goes, I wish you luck, and starts to leave. And Access yeah. begs him for help. Okay. And Batman's like, I fit in the most in the Marvel Universe, I'm in. <laughs> so Batman is like, hey Robin, go home. Right. And Robin's like, you got it, boss. So then uh, <laughs> Jubilee's like, I gotta go say goodbye to Robin. Could you guys please get out of here? And Access goes, oh, sorry. And then he turns around. And then he makes Batman turn around. And the two of them just go like, and Axe is like, I'm sorry, Batman. I, I I don't mean to like make you avert your eyes from your ward making out with some girl. But but the fact that you wouldn't is kind of weirder. <laughs> I, I really like Batman acquiescing and just yeah. kind of being like, all right. So then Jubilee is like, I can't believe I only got literally like three panels to, <laughs> to, to, to make out with you. Uh, Earlier, Robin mentions to Jubilee that he does have a girlfriend. Mm. And Jubilee's like, what? And then Robin well, makes that make with her anyway. Oh. He gives her a big yeah. kiss to say goodbye. It's a goodbye kiss. And then, and I love it because there's a piece of trash that wafts past them. Mm -hmm. And it's a playbill slash like advertisement for a local depiction of Romeo and Juliet in Gotham. Aw. You're like, because they can't ever be Star-crossed lovers. lovers. Oh. And then Jubilee leaves and Robin goes, man, how am I gonna explain this to Ariana? And I'm like, boy, not. you'd have to start by telling her you're Robin, you dickhead. <laughs> no, like, I, I just happen to have made out with a girl from with another superpowers reality. from another reality. Uh, why did a girl with superpowers make out with me? No reason. Because <laughs> I I'm was there. Cool. There's a lot to unpack. Because yeah. I'm cool? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, cool. I'm cool like that. Listen. Don't worry, baby. It's over between us. Yeah. You and me, that's what it's all about. That's real. I gave up a girl with superpowers for you. So, you know. That says a lot. You kind of owe me. <laughs> so you're welcome. You get all this now. Yeah. When will Doctor Strange be showing up? Access is like, all right, Jubes, bye. And she's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not walking from New York City to wherever I need to be. Right. Actually, use your portal thingy. I gotta, I gotta make a quick stop in Westchester. You were in New York, in Central yeah, Park, your when I last saw you. Your team is in Central Park. Why would, we, why would I take you somewhere else? That's because, not... you're a, because now I know you're a doormat. Yeah. So he does, and leaves Batman in the Marvel Universe. He's like, which should like, be Batman, totally just awesome. Just wait here for a second. Yeah, Batman's like, sure Don't thing. do anything. anything. Don't like tap into computers and like learn, learn everything about crime. this place. Don't fight any crime. Yeah. No, like there's no reason for Batman not to do that, but he does, he just kind of stands there and then he sees Black Cat and he's like, is Catwoman here? Oh no, it's not. That, that's weird that there are two cat-based cat -based He's like, characters. that said, yeah. I'm strangely attracted to this woman. And, <laughs> yep. uh, oh, God. <laughs> so, so then uh, Batman, is, so then Axis rejoins Batman within the same page of Batman, like, finding out there's a black cat. And he's like, okay, so tell me more about the amalgam that I missed out on. So, literally, Axis tells you again about the amalgam, <sighs> but about how Doctor Strange fate was the key to everything. And he tried yeah. to kill Access and stuff. Right. So then he realizes that when he was in Doctor Strange Fate's Sanctum, which was like this insane building <laughs> that was nothing like the Sanctum Sanctorum, it did have the seal of the, of the Shanty. Okay. And he's like, oh, it was right in front of my face the whole time. We gotta go to Greenwich Village. So then the two of them go to the Sanctum and Batman just smashes right through the freaking window. Hey, oh it's Doctor Strange. Hey, that's, no, that's like, that's, okay, there's, there's a few pages here. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And Doctor Strange's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and Batman's like, you got some explaining to do, you magician. <laughs> and Doctor Strange is like, this is highly irregular. <laughs> and Axe is like, it's cool. 
look at my jacket. <laughs> and so I'm basically, sorry, who are you? literally, Batman smashes through the ceiling of a shanty, and then the three of them try to have a rational conversation <laughs> around the debris. Listen, 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 everybody. Okay, hang That's on a second. I know amazing. I'm dressed like a Vegas magician. Yes. And this man is dressed like a bat. And you... Or dressed like an asshole. So, um, you look just like, like nothing. You look like you are about to drive a dirt bike at some <laughs> kind of a that, car shop. Are you sure it's a jacket? It kind of looks like a vest with shoulder pads. It yeah. may, in fact, be a vest. That's unfortunate. That's much worse. Yeah. Yep. Axis suggests that maybe do- there's some part of Doctor Strange fate within Doctor Strange's <laughs> subconscious. Oh. Imprinted onto some him. Some piece of Doctor Strange yeah. fate. Yeah. Imprinted onto Doctor Strange. Because Doctor Strange Fate is not Doctor Strange's body. Doctor Strange Fate is Charles Xavier. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who does not appear in this book? Wait. Wait. Doctor. So Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange were merged into Charles, Charles Xavier Xavier's body with Doctor Strange's cape and Doctor Fate's helmet. Yes, that was the big reveal. Why is he a combination of three characters? Were all the other Amalgam characters also secretly a third character? <laughs> No. <laughs> that would be great, though. Why was he? Was just so he could also have, like, mental powers, I guess? Presumably. I think it was so that it could have a really great last page reveal that no one would have to pay off at the end. <laughs> I think it's so that, you know, if they merge someone with Charles Xavier, they can walk. Oh, yeah. Finally, Charles Xavier. He well, they could just merge him with some other DC character. So, anyway, <laughs> Access is like, maybe that's what's going on. And Doctor Strange is like, no. That's impossible. I have enchantments. I have the Agavagamato. I have mis- magic shit. How could I possibly no. have a piece of a guy in me? I would know. Yeah. And I- Batman's like, well, that's not good enough for me. I'm no. Gonna, I'm going to take you back to the DC universe. I'm what? Gonna have, I'm going to have Martian Manor to probe your mind. And Doctor Strange is like, before he can even complain, Jubilee shows up with the X-Men. I love oh. how, like, Strange is really trying to keep this all together. He's like, okay, hang on. He's very <laughs> rational. Okay. Batman is... A little less rational than Strange, but still better than anyone else in the story. Where Batman's like, I don't have, I don't have time for this. But I'm literally the only one who's in charge of the situation. So right. you have to leave. Like we we gotta go. And Strange is like, we could probably figure this out from my house. Like I don't want to leave. Right. <laughs> you are a very compelling Listen, leader, and I am like really interested in following you. However, I don't want to go. Right. Also, out like, of here. Listen, I understand you have a responsibility to a city. I have a responsibility to the world yeah. and, like, universe. Plus, like, my shoes are already off. Like, I'm done for the day. I don't know if you know this. Right. So I sent Wong out to get takeout Chinese. Not from the place across the street. No, yeah. don't go to Ming's. Okay? The one I want is at least ten miles away. He's walking. <laughs> and he is walking. So the X-Men show up. Yeah. And it's not nice. the X-Men. It's some X-Men. Yeah. Jubilee calls in the X-Men because Cyclops and Storm are on this team. And Jean Grey. Yes. Jean Grey. Who they're calling Phoenix at this time. Is she the Phoenix? Nope. Why are they calling her Phoenix? Because Phoenix is dead and it's a cool nickname and Jean Grey doesn't have a code name. I'm just saying if I were Jean Grey, I would not want to be associated with the Phoenix. Yeah, right? Probably not, but that's the only code name she's ever had. Besides Marvel, Marvel Girl. Girl. Yeah. Well, uh, that's stupid. It's dumb. There's Phoenix be- is There's cooler. a better Phoenix nickname for Jean Grey. Right. Maybe Grey. Oh. Gray matter. Because brain related. I love it. So then Jubilee shows up. So Jubilee is like, ta-da, I brought the X-Men. This will definitely diffuse the situation. Oh, yeah. The least... X-Men usually do that. And there's definitely a harmonica solo as they come in. 
because Bishop is here. <laughs> oh. And Batman, all of Batman's rationality goes out the window. He's right. like, you just brought a bunch of colorful characters, one of whom has a giant space gun. Also, one guy's made out of ice. Yep. He doesn't care about that. He cares about the gun. Oh, oh. Batman is literally going to be attacking Bishop the rest of what the What kind world. of hero uses a gun? Yeah. He's like, I'm not a hero. I'm a member of the X-Men. <laughs> so, Jean Grey is here, and basically they go, listen. So, so Batman's like, listen. Don't defend this guy. He's probably the problem. I'm going to take him to the DC Universe. We're going to probe his mind. And they're like, we have a psychic right now. Yeah. And Jean's like, hey, Doc, do you mind if I probe your mind? And he's like... I think it's a total waste of time, but feel free. So she does, and she tells you the origin of Doctor Strange and nothing else. And she's like, nope, there's nothing there. And Access is like, well, that's too bad. I really thought there was going to be something going on. <laughs> yeah. And Batman's like, that's too bad because I don't believe you. Right. He does. <laughs> I'm still taking you to my universe. No, he literally goes. Wait, 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 you brought in your own psychic? I suggested bringing in a psychic to probe your mind. And you suddenly, this other psychic who you know appears and tells me that they looked into your mind and that... It's cool. Right. I don't Pass. think so. But the coloring takes a hard shift. Yes, big yeah. time. Uh, so Bishop is... Bishop's like, enough talk. F this guy. No, no. Bishop <laughs> is basically like... Psh, punk. Like, he's <laughs> just a jerk. <laughs> and Batman's like, well, listen. If my new best friend Access here has any questions, we should probably take him to the DC Universe and do what I said. And Bishop's like, well, you're not going to do that. Because suddenly, I really care about what's going on with Doctor Strange. <laughs> And Batman's like, well, no one's going to stop me, least of all you. And Bishop's like, oh, yeah? You think so? And Batman just clocks him in the face. Wow. Batman throws the first punch. And he goes, he, he punches, well, no, Bishop takes a swing. Oh. And then Batman actually makes connection with I Bishop. I see. And then B Batman's like, okay, I just knocked out the big one. Access, just grab Doctor Strange, let's just go. <laughs> Yeah, okay, we can't find all of them, so let's get out let's of here. Bail. Okay, they have powers? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, crap. I think that's a guy with the gun. Not a good move. Yeah, literally, so he punches Bishop, he's like, let's bail, and then Cyclops just blasts Batman. Yeah. And then... Wait, how is that possible? How did he not forget that he had powers? Right, well, right? because that's the only power Cyclops has. <laughs> well, he leads and yells. <laughs> Those aren't powers. <laughs> so, is, is it a downer? So then the, yeah. all the X-Men try to stop Batman, and they all get defeated. Like By Batman, Batman? Batman beats the X-Men. Cyclops shoots Batman with his concussive blast. Yeah. And then Storm's like, I know, I'll shoot him with lightning or whatever. Batman gets out of the way. Cannonball's here for no reason. And so he fires himself at Batman. And Batman uses his forward momentum to knock himself off guard and then just punches Cannonball in the face and knocks Cannonball into Storm and Jean Grey. And then Iceman tries to slip some ice underneath Batman's feet. Batman then falls down. Bishop picks up his gun. He's like, I'm thinking I'm going to shoot Batman with my big gun. Yeah. And then Axis comes back in with the Justice League. Oh. And he's like, I knew the X-Men were not going to make this thing any better. Oh my god. So the Justice League shows up to fight the X-Men. This is so stupid. There's no reason. That, that is the flimsiest rationale for starting a fight. I'm sorry. Yes. Hang I'm going to take this guy. No, no you're, you're not. not. I'm going to make a huge case out of it for no reason. Yep. Even though we, I literally have no reason to think this guy has anything. So, except Axis thought it for no reason also. Yes, yes. Like, so this is like kind of Jubilees. Very much. Oh, yeah. Because she brought the X-Men. Yep. Also, Which is never going to fix anything. Uh, so all of this <laughs> is to solve the problem of, of Venom two and Scorpion people yes. showing up dropping into the in DC just universe. the DC universe. Yes. Okay. Sounds like someone just needs to tighten the valve on one end. Yeah. So the X-Men and the Justice League fight. Like it, first yeah. 
Superman tries to tell everybody to like calm down, and Bishop's like, nah. Nah, man, you have a mullet. Nah. I'm thinking no, I, because I'm thinking I, I can't should have a mullet, you. but I don't anymore. And, and that I'm, makes me mad that you have one. And I'm very jealous, because the X-Men told me that I couldn't get away with it. Now I'm seeing you just parading around with your hockey hair. <laughs> so, it becomes a powder keg. While that is all falling apart, Doctor Strange is starting to feel a little funny, and he's like, Wait a minute, maybe Access was right about this the whole time! Uh, oh. But it's too late, and now the X-Men and the Justice League fight. Uh. And it's great, because there are a couple of, like, matchups, like, Wonder Woman versus Storm again. Oh. And, uh, Storm won the first time, and Wonder Woman's like, that was lame, and it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And now it's not gonna. I'm gonna beat you this time. And <laughs> Access and Doctor Strange are just kind of like on the sidelines, and Strange is like, Oh crap! I can't believe I was wrong and Access was right. I'm so sorry. And then he passes out. What? He passes out? Yeah. And Batman's like, Quick, now let's go! Yeah. No, he's fighting <laughs> Bishop and stuff. So, yeah. Like Flash picks up Jubilee. He's like, why did it? Why did these assholes bring a child into this fight? <laughs> and then Jubilee's like, I'm but, not a child. <laughs> <laughs> but you are, though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they fight, and it's all happening at the Sanctum, which is across the street from Ming's restaurant. So then Ming is outside, and she's leaving the restaurant. <sighs> the age-old fan favorite fight of Cannonball versus Aquaman <laughs> takes itself outside. They're like, why do we even bring Arthur? God, God damn, damn it. it. So, you can fight Cannonball. So yeah. while Cannonball and Aquaman are fighting in the streets and endangering Ming's life, Axis goes back out there to save her, and he's like, Ming, you gotta leave! And she's like, Axel, why are you dressed like a complete asshole? <laughs> well, well finally, somebody asked. And, and this is the time to say, I'm a multiversal doorway. Right. But I instead, just say, I have powers. Instead, he just shoves her into an alley and says, you've got to leave. This isn't safe for you. And she says, like, if you make me leave without explaining any of this, I will never talk to you again. And he's like, get out of here! As if to say, I was really ready to end this relationship. <laughs> but I'm such a coward, yep. I'm going to pretend like I'm doing it because I'm a hero. What a jerk. So he forces her to leave, and then he teleports back into the fight, yep. and Jubilee is like, Hey, Access, how come you made this whole thing happen? And he's like, You're an idiot. Uh, my girlfriend, Mike, your collateral for bringing this whole thing is now out the window. So now you owe me big time. Uh-huh. So or then, not uh, at all. Yes. Yeah. So then Green Lantern and Iceman were fighting, and uh, Green Lantern's gonna shoot Iceman with a gun he creates out of Green energy. Yeah. Wait, whoa, doesn't that trigger Batman? No. Not when it's on his side. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's like, I really need the help right now. Yeah, but, uh, so, Greenland is gonna shoot Well, Iceman, Iceman. Made, made, uh, made Batman slip and fall, so I know. all bets are off now. Yeah. He made Batman look like an idiot, you yeah. don't do that. Yeah, no. blow him away. So, <laughs> so then Bishop jumps in the way and he absorbs the green energy oh. of the Green Lantern, oh. and then redirects it and shoots Green Lantern. Oh no. And Cyclops has presumably just been blasting Batman with his optical vision the entire time. <laughs> Why won't you go down? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and it just it just becomes a disaster. Yeah, it's just a big stupid fight. Uh, Storm and Wonder Woman fight, and they end up like knocking into and like an Escher room where like there's no way for Storm to get her bearings. They legit mm. love that, like yes. to put that into a Doctor Strange book. Is that like he has like an Escher, like you know, up is down, left yeah. is right, right? But yeah. Storm can't acclimate her like. Flight powers. Okay, just scream wind. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Fine. Scream a tornado. Yeah. Or... So then, uh, Doctor Strange becomes Doctor Strange Fate. 
right before Darth Boone's eyes, and they're like, "Whoa, what?" But wasn't it wasn't it Charles Xavier? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it was also Doctor Strange, and Doctor Fate. Yeah. So any one of them could have morphed into Doctor Strange Fate, maybe. Yeah. Or not? What? Yeah. What? Right. So well, then, because he was he was in there somewhere. Yeah. He sequestered himself somewhere in Doctor Strange's mind or some shit. Sure. So they're all like, what the hell? Where's Doctor Strange? That looks like Doctor Fate. What's going on here? And he's like, I'm neither. <laughs> the amalgam shall return. And uh, and I'm not going to be stopped. And so he like unleashes his powers, which start to transform the sanctum into his old sanctum, which is like Egyptian themed and huge. Right. right. And uh, I love it because he's like, I, I just need some building blocks to get like my universe started and to augment my powers. Oh look, it's Storm and Wonder Woman. You merged them in the last one, work, and then he merges them into Amazon. Oh. Oh, she's back. Which is stupid because Amazon was just Storm who was raised on Themyscira. Right, but you- Diana was her own person in the Amazon book. No, no. But now I'm merging them and they become the same character from that story. Yeah, well, because uh, they were, the concept yeah. was a merge of those two characters. Never mind yeah. that in reality, they were two different people. Right. <laughs> Never mind that. Bishop's like, hey, 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 merge me with this guy. Give me my mole pack. He does. <laughs> yeah, because Dr. Strangefate doesn't care about continuity or consistency. Right. He just needs them to start merging. Yes. <laughs> Conveniently, I made one that I'm was from the from universe the... where things are merged, so let's start merging, everybody. That's it. Boom, boom. So he's everybody, like- Everybody pair up. And, yeah. every, and once he makes an amalgam character, they are in his thrall, ah. and so they must help preserve the, the amalgam universe. Oh. So he's like, okay, Superman and Bishop, boom, you're a character. <laughs> uh. He is an M for being a mutant? Sure, he's super mutant. Mutant man? Mutant or Bishop man. man, I don't know. Okay, I really do like Jean Grey and Martian um, Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. I like that look. Yeah, he's just like the characters who were next to each other and from right. each other's universes become new amalgams. Oh, does that mean Jubilee gets to become Batman? It's Jubilee Batman and Cyclops Green Lantern oh, man. and Jean Grey Martian Manhunter and <laughs> Flash Cannonball and Aqua Iceman. So this entire series of books is just an excuse to draw new combo characters. But if you were going to do that, then why'd you give it to this artist who only did the breakdowns? Like, he, why didn't you give it to somebody who wanted to draw this stuff? So like, so like, admittedly, like this one, this one, and this one are kind of neat. But you kind of well, because we're we're just doing it. Who cares? <laughs> Clearly, like, there was no second draft. Insanity. <laughs> okay. So he's just making these amalgams. Yeah. And then he's I, like, I don't want my amalgam universe. I just want any and, amalgam universe. Yeah. I just like amalgamated universe. It just makes you very yeah. comfortable. Well, yeah. yeah. Because I'm everything's from that better universe. when it's combined together. Okay, well then let's let's separate you and make you into somebody else. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Well, no, I no, no, need no. to be. I am always Doctor Strange. Strange I am the one yeah. thing that never changes. I am a yes. constant. Right. Yeah. So is Amazon because I think she's and hot. also right. Amazon because that's cool. <laughs> because because arguably no one read it. They just looked at the cover. Yep. So, they, good lord. So then uh, he he forces his thralls to like grab access and get rid of him. Because mm -hmm. he's like, oh no you don't, you're the problem. And Axis is like, screw this. So then he teleports away into an upside down topsy-turvy Doctor Strange dimension. So Doctor Strange's astral form is being bounced between the myriad dimensions. 
and he's not able to stay in any one dimension long enough for him to like get his bearings then stop Doctor Strange fate. Right. For no reason though, in this like mindfuck dimension, Doctor Strange's astral form is like vine chained up to like a wall oh. and he's staying here. Like he stays here long enough for access to save and rescue him. Okay. All right, that's convenient. Yes. Oh, this must be the convenience dimension. <laughs> It's open. Convenient for Doctor Strange to have arrived there. Right, it's, it's the, open 24 7. And, it's the, uh, it's yeah. the dimension that Doctor Strange fate stores Doctor Strange in when he wants him to go away. Yeah. I guess, yeah. That's what that is. Except he shouldn't because he's Charles Xavier. So then, <laughs> Access and Doctor Strange's astral form teleport back to Strange Fate's sanctum, which is like this crazy church place. Oh, right. yeah. Like, the amalgam is starting to take hold and we're starting to merge the universes. And Doctor Strange's astral form is like, oh, no you don't, you've stolen my body, my house, and my friends, my universe, I want them back. And so he uses his powers to start messing things up. In the astral form. In the astral form, which he shouldn't be able to do, but he does in this. So then Doctor Strange's astral form leaps into Doctor Fate's body, which should be Charles Xavier's body, but is instead Doctor Strange's body, and his powers force Dr. Fate out, I guess. He wins. He wins. Wait, There's no explanation. But it's not Dr. Fate in there, right? It's, no. It's this amalgam character. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, right before Dr. Strange Fate loses, he just begs Dr. Strange to spare him and his universe. That's all he wanted. And then, the next page reveals that Strange Fate does live. And in fact, all of the amalgam has been preserved. The amalgam universe has been preserved and reinforced. Do they have all these new rich characters they just created? No, they are superseded by the ones you liked from the previous but story. But aren't, aren't they beings as well? Yeah, yeah right? Existed what for about a few Super seconds? Mutant? Yeah, doesn't he have a right to exist forever since he was existed for about no, a minute? No, it doesn't matter, just as long as they're merged, I don't care. And what about Martian Grey? <laughs> yeah, and uh. Speedball, oh no. <laughs> Flashball? Anyway, so the amalgam has been preserved in a pocket universe that Doctor Strange has conveniently created so that Strange Fate can exist and his universe can... So they still have this. So like at any point in time, they're you just like... You can just pop in on the amalgam universe. You just drop it on the floor and be like, oh no! So no, no, no. Doctor Strange <sighs> gives the universe to Access and then imbues the universe into Access so that Access can be the safeguard of the amalgam universe. Okay, I was going to say, because like... Oh wait, so now the Amalgam Universe is a pocket universe within the Marvel Universe? Right? No. So, but no, on. it's put no, into it, Access. It's, it's inside Access's body. So can Access now open doorways into that? Technically, I assume that yes, Access could access all three universes. Marvel, DC, and Amalgam. What what a useful and amazing character. Agreed. Yeah. I can't wow. wait to see more stories starring Access and the Amalgam character. What happens with Access and Ming? Yeah. Well, and what about the girl from the first book? Yeah, who yeah, right. Fits, Great question. Who you said was a character and never came back. We'll get into that. Oh. oh. So access is, has, now has a new purpose. Yeah. Because he really shouldn't be opening doorways between those two universes anyway. Now he's the guardian of the Amalgam universe and also. Well, the what does that mean? It means that like, <laughs> like don't don't mess around. What happens if he dies? Then I guess it's unleashed and the universes will merge and everything will die. So then Batman uh, is like, I want to go home now, and Axis is like, right on. So then- uh, are, you, are you done starting fights with people who are stronger than you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. So then Cyclops sure? and Superman f shake hands. Yay, the Justice League and the X-Men have teamed up. And what then- What am I looking at there? Oh, Cyclops fighting. has his hand over. 
the other side. Yes. I, I was like, where are those fingers coming yeah, from? Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> so, so then uh, Access is like, well, I'll, I'll take care of this. Hey, he, Access lost his coat and it looks way better now. Oh, yeah. Or his vest. Yeah, his vest. That's a better look for you, Axis. Yeah. He must have lost it in that, in that nightmare dimension. <laughs> so then, uh, oh, no. So then Axis dumps the Justice League back in the DC Universe and stays there to make time with Fitz, his new girlfriend. Oh. And the greatest ending to this is, he says, come on, Fitz, wake, wait up, because she hits him in the face with snow. Uh-huh. And they're just, they're just having a great time. She doesn't time. throw a snowball at him. She, she shoves, shoves it into, his, into his face like nobody does. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> I love it, because he goes, come on, come back, Fitz. And she goes, only if you tell me where you've been. And he goes, where I've been? You wouldn't believe me. As if to indicate, I'm gonna keep lying to yep. these ladies I about what I'm up to. Anything. He's like, look, if this doesn't work, I go to the Amalgam Universe. I find a different I'll girl I'll find there. Ming Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> There's gotta be an Amalgam of you, too. Best of both worlds. <laughs> oh my God. But she knows he's access because she saw him in his dumb costume. Yeah. But it's, that's how it ends. Whoops, glad about that. And, and access <laughs> wraps it up by being like, so that's it, I mean like, I can't wait to see what happens next. And you're so, like, well, you're going to be waiting a long time no, to see what there happens. there is another. They, they do? No! Like Yoda <laughs> says, there is another. Always do there are. Yeah. There's, no. Oh, he says there's, a, that's right. <laughs> yeah, there's no. another. There's another there's crossover. There's another crossover with access. With access. And then he dies. And then we never see access again. Okay. So <laughs> most of these issues were completely unnecessary. Yes, the whole uh, thing yes. was a waste of time and money. Yeah, like really the first three were not... No, but you did get Superman and Spider-Man teaming up to fight Venom, which is fun. Yeah. You got to see Jubilee and Robin team up again, well, finally. Wait a minute, did they really explain what happened though? Like why did Venom go to the other oh, universe? Why uh, did Scorpion go to the other because universe? Because Doctor Strange fate was like acting within Doctor Strange's subconscious. Basically... Access was right. Why would he do that, though? Why would he make... It's just, it's just manifestations of him, like, gathering his power. Like, it's a consequence. It was unintended? Yes, it was like an, an unintended accident? Unintended consequences of Doctor Strange mucking around and trying to regain control of his own universe. It's a really weird consequence of that. Well, it's the only one that allows us to have Venom show up in the DC Universe. <laughs> I'm gonna take that and that. I don't think he did it on purpose. And put them over there. I think those are just accidental. Why didn't a character like accidentally cross over from DC into the Marvel Universe? Right, well, because I think it originated way. in the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah, I guess. This was bad. It was horrible. Yeah. Real like bad. things, the just, worst is things that, just happened to happen. Yeah, the worst is, it's all about access. Right. Yeah, that's not what I wanted. That I don't sucks. care about that. Nobody I'm not, cares I'm about not that. that. I'm not in on that. I'm not here. Stop trying to make access happen. He's never gonna happen. He's never gonna happen. Just make it like, like, a, like, kind of like one of those. Um, wait, what kind of crisis is it when it's like, like a mystery? Oh, uh, like an identity crisis? Yeah. Or, yeah. You should make it like that, where it's just like there's someone who is like access who can go to both universes, and they're like killing specific characters. Right. And like they have to team up in order to solve this like overarching mystery. Yeah, that'd be fun. At least you can see them working together. Hey, I've got a pitch. Access is killed in one of the universes. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, whoever finds them in their respective universe and when they analyze his body, they're like, he's from both. Like, what do you mean both? What, what there's another one? You know what I mean? And then like they have to, like they gotta call the other people and like make it all happen. Hey, wait a minute. I think you just want Access to die. <laughs> What? <laughs> that doesn't seem right. The fact is, JLA Avengers established that Axis never was. 
no, there's no oh, reason no? to even bother. Oh. There is no more access. No one's using him. What? They're not going to try well, to... Well, maybe nobody could use Axis. Yes. But still, Axis would be dead. Yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, it's not that he went away. Or but still, we got a crossover. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, the... No. Easily the best thing about the crossover is this cool image of Batman breaking into the Sanctum. Yeah. But even that's ruined yep. because uh, Access, Access is right there. Don't forget about Access. You, you, you could, could clone tool him out of there. You could totally get him out of there. It's fine. <laughs> it is a really amazing... <laughs> Image because you said that he was on the cover of all of them. I was like, Where? Oh, oh, <laughs> he's not on that one. He's not, no, we preserve the sanctity, yes. of Robin <laughs> cuckling his girlfriend <laughs> with Jubilee. Oh, my goodness, <sighs> so stupid. Normally, I put a link in the description for you to get a copy, but you're but on you your can. own. But you're yeah. on your own. It, it, listen, I have enough copies of this, right? You probably could find it, right. <laughs> It's everywhere. Though they never did like a trade of it. <laughs> Forgivably not. <laughs> and you know, maybe they did actually now that I think about it because I think there's a trade of the sequel. Oh, well. Or maybe it's being collected in one of the crossover classics. But How come, how come Superman doesn't use his optic blast or his optic blast, his, his, <laughs> his laser vision, his heat vision to shoot at Cyclops so there's like a cool big like <gasps> Oh, their, their beams hit each other? Yeah. Again. That would have been awesome. Because he only uses it after six or seven panels to burn the, to webbing, burn off the webbing off his face. face. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't like to man, use, I really don't like to use my heat vision. I don't like to overdo it. It makes my eyes dry, and it's, I don't like that. It makes me feel like there's something in there. It gives me Cyclops red Cyclops' blasts are concussive, and Superman's are heat based. Right, that's why it would be interesting to see what would happen <laughs> if they would yes. hit each other. Okay, yeah, all right, you got me there. Well, like, would they was, just pass through each other? Right? No, they would use it in this as a way to like stop the fight, where it's like explosion. it explodes everywhere and everyone goes back. flying. And everyone's backwards. like, okay, yeah. right? Whoa! And then in the middle whoa, of it, it's Doctor Strange fate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that Reveal. would be. And he's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and that would explain why random people are next to each other. Yes. Yeah. That would. Uh, yes. If you need to get to that horribly you, dissatisfying yeah. conclusion to the right. story, that would be more satisfying than what actually happens in this. Terrible crossover. But this is the thing like everybody points to whenever I'm like, oh man, it'd be really cool to see a crossover. And they're like, oh, do you? Yeah, do be you careful really? what you wish for. Because you get this. And it's like, listen, I'll take an ocean of this <laughs> if I get cool crossovers that I have been asking for. Yeah, but you won't. You'll, you'll get lame crossovers. Fine. To be fair, we had a good time with this. We did. This is a fun conversation. We enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. All they have to do is keep Actus out of it. Yes, and this would have don't been use not access. as horrible. Yeah, no, are you kidding me? If Superman and Spider-Man had to like figure it out by themselves, yeah. and then they call Batman, and Spider-Man's met both of them, and have like both of them go like, have Superman and Batman like look at each other when Spider-Man's like actually like figuring it out, and they're like, what? <laughs> did you did you know this guy knew anything? <laughs> I thought he was just a crazy guy who swung around yeah, and punched an, people. Just a stupid idiot. Turns like, out he's also a genius. Yeah. How many geniuses are there? <laughs> yeah. And Spider-Man's like, in my universe? Like, a lot. Like, I'm borderline. Like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even that smart. Yeah. Have you seen my trading card? My intelligence is only like a four. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marvel really w w leaned into the trading card thing over DC. DC did their, their, yeah, their share, but not like Marvel. <laughs> so anyway, we'll see you guys next time with a whole new episode. Thanks a lot for watching. And, uh... Keep those crossovers coming. Come on. Come on. Come I actually, on. I made a little video justifying how you can make it happen now in today's world. Yeah. Uh, check the card over to Tiffany's head to, to see it. Yeah, click it. Yeah, do it. Check do it, it out. But uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for watching. I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. And I'm Tiffany. So long.
So when are they going to do a crossover where Iron Man lands on Themyscira? That'd be dope. <gasps> yeah, where That'd Iron Man cool. is Steve Trevor. Like, it just opens yeah. up and, like, he's just like, ladies, ladies, ladies. Yeah. The, the, the pitch I've had is that it's Steve Rogers instead of Steve Trevor. Well, sure. I mean, that would make more sense. I just want to see, like, Iron Man being like, okay. Yeah, well, it, it, I'm at the right. top of my game. Well, They're like, no, you're it not. It doesn't no. even need to be the origin for Diana. <laughs> it's just that Iron Man accidentally lands on Themyscira. Yeah. And he's just like, this is awesome. It's like, well, I'm <laughs> dead. Yep, I must have died. Look at all of you. <laughs> and then he's in jail. Like, immediately. Yes. <laughs> Just shoom. <laughs> shoom. <sighs> <laughs> well. You're not going to win them all. Yeah. Okay, hang on one second. Can we go back really quickly to the Jean Grey thing? Because yeah. I'm just realizing her skin is green. But she has, like... Things attached to her legs. Yeah, like that's an outfit. Like it's a uniform. Like this is just like glued onto her thigh. Yeah. How? Uh, it, you just said it. it was glue. It's glue. <laughs> yeah. That's not a thing. She's well, keeping it on there with her telekinesis. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if I want my my attention diverted that much, but 